The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Right now. Yeah, Rod's not here, so I'm hosting the show. How about that? Yeah, Rod's on his way to Vegas for the Super Bowl. Chiefs and 49ers Sunday from Allegiant Stadium. So Darren Dupont in here for the show today. Battling a little something. I hope it's not pneumonia. <clears throat> but we got something going on, but we're going to power through here. Um, on hour two of the program, big thanks to Justin Dunk, Joey Alfieri joining us in hour one. If you missed that, you can rewind on YouTube. Go back episode one of the podcast um, or catch the replay a little bit later on today on Game Plus. Unless you're already watching the replay, then this is not going to make any sense to you. Uh, but that's okay. Big CFL news as we roll through the free agency window. The negotiation window has opened. Um, lots of news coming down yesterday, which we got to a lot of that in hour one. Um, in the National Hockey League, the Edmonton Oilers 16-game winning streak snapped last night at the hands of the Vegas Golden Knights. So they won't match the 92, uh, 93, or the 91-92 Pittsburgh Penguins for their league record 17th straight win. The Oilers will come just one short, and they'll forever be even with the Columbus Blue Jackets in that. Uh, uh, record book, um, but they fall 3-1 to the Golden Knights and now start again. Um, Clark, no news on the Brendan Dillon uh, potential suspension out of Winnipeg. No, I haven't seen that either. The hit on Nola Cherry, we're expecting the suspension to come down. Again, as I mentioned last hour, I think a game or two. And uh, for the Flames, Martin Pospisil, no, supple- no hearing on his cross-check on Brad Marchand. But how about this? Yeah, Oilers lose, but the Canucks win. And a big debut for Elias Lindholm with a couple of goals. And the Flames knock off the Boston Bruins 4-1. And Andre Kuzmenko scored in his debut. And Jonathan Huberto looked like an NHL All-Star last night. And Cadre after the game says a pack of hyenas can take down a lion. And uh, maybe that's going to be the new nickname for the Flames in this back half of the season, the post-All-Star break. Maybe those Flames are going to be the pack of hyenas and, and go on a run. Uh, somebody sarcastically pointing out that the Flames have the longest NHL streak currently in Alberta now at two wins in a row. Um, the poll question, let's update that, and then we're going to go out on the video chat line. Uh, our poll question is for Key Auto Group. The Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle going to keyautogroup.ca. And it is who is winning free agency. Um, what do we got on the poll? It's Riders, Elks, Ticats, or Other. And it looks like Rough Riders are leading on YouTube. 53% of the vote Other coming in second place at 32%. So get your votes in now, YouTube, Twitter, and at rodpeterson.com. Okay, let's go out on the video chat line and bring in Mo Egger of VSPN 1530 Cincinnati. How are you, Mo? You don't get to go to Vegas? I don't get to go to Vegas. You don't get to go to Vegas? No, but, you know, nobody I work with is going to Vegas. So the guy you're on with is going to Vegas. You don't get to go? I know. I know. We have to have a meeting, and uh, I don't think we're going to make that same mistake. I think we're going to New Orleans next year. All right, well, hopefully I'm there, too. I might be there in a non-working capacity. If the Bengals are there, I think I'll be there. If the Bengals aren't there, I might just go because I love New Orleans. 
Yeah. Not a Vegas guy? Uh, you know, the last time I went to Vegas was 2016 or 17, and I went. Yeah. I went with a buddy of mine before a, a, a longer trip to spring training. We were there for a night. We're having a cigar, and I looked at him, and I said, you know, I, th I think I'm over Vegas. I I've been nine or ten times, sometimes for work, usually for pleasure. It's fine. I'm not going to say no. I wish I was there this week because that means the Bengals would be there, but I don't know. I there there's a part of me like, Anything I want to do in Vegas, I can now do almost anywhere, right? I got a casino 10 minutes from my house, so I don't know. That's it. You, I was going to yeah. say, you strike me as a Vegas guy, but then when you say yeah. you've gone nine or 10 times, that's about how many times you can go to experience. Like, I feel like you can go to Vegas nine times and have nine different experiences. There's the food, yeah. the shopping, the gambling, the entertainment, all these different things you can do. You can leave Vegas, go to the Grand Canyon. But I think nine or 10 times is about it, right? Yes. And, and again, like if you said to me, Mo, we're going to Vegas, I wouldn't say no, but I, I don't have the desire to go that I used to. Like th there are, yeah. I even want to go to places I like more, like New Orleans or places I haven't been. Um, and, you know, again, you know, back in the day, there were a lot of things I can do in Vegas that I couldn't do anywhere else. Now, uh, also being married has something to do with it. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, that might. Uh, yeah. So you know, single guy trip to Vegas was fun. Uh, so it's, it, but yeah, I mean, I, I I watch it from afar, and I wish I wish I was there because I just I'm so taken aback by how the NFL for years stiff armed Vegas, and now not only do they have a team in Vegas, but the signature event in all of American sports, at least, is now being staged in Vegas, and it's it's opened its arms up to the. Uh, to, to the, the whole gambling thing and the whole Vegas thing, which I find funny. How it really has. And you're right. That's the thing about traveling now is we want everything everywhere and we should all have it in our backyard. So, you know, all of the food options, they're all available in your city yeah. or most major cities. Sure. All of the entertainment options, the casinos now are Vegas style casinos and all the rest that it's becoming less and less special to travel. Yeah, it's also like as much as everybody talks about the strip, it's not the easiest place to get from place to place. It it just for me at least it it isn't. So, like I can walk up and down Bourbon Street in New Orleans, hopefully next year, and go from spot to spot to spot, and and it's pretty easy. Vegas is is a little bit different. There are places in Vegas I like. I mean, I, I had, and I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but you know, six seven years ago, one one of the best meals I've ever had I had in Las Vegas. One of my favorite places to smoke a cigar is the uh, uh, Fuente uh, Cigar Lounge in the Forum Shops in Caesars. They make the best mojito I've ever had. So if you're watching this, Rod, yes. and you're going to Vegas, go to those go that I can't remember and go to the Forum Shops uh, and, and get a cigar and, and a mojito. But I, again, like, it's fine. I just, the last time I went, I was sitting in that cigar lounge and I said to the guy that I was with, like I've done this. I'm good. I'm 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 over the whole Vegas thing. Now, again, if anybody wants to organize a trip and invite me on it, I'm there. But I don't have a burning desire to go myself. But I do wish you yeah. were going. I think it's I'm going to have to have a conversation with Rod and go, "Hey man, you got to take my guy Darren." Yeah, I agree. And I, and I'd be okay if you wanted to campaign on my behalf. Um <laughs> I want to pull the audience and you too about yeah. you know because Rod's traveling currently. He's on a plane. He won't see this till after. Yeah. But what are the yeah. spots that he should stop? So you mentioned the forum shops and the, the cigar lounge. Now, I don't think Rod's a big cigar guy, but, you know, the forum oh. shops are great. I love Caesars. That's, I stayed there a couple mm -hmm. of times. Um, mm -hmm. You know, for me, because we don't have it up in Canada, I always love the walk down towards um, um, New York, New York, and where the, the hockey yeah. rink is. And Shake Shack's a stop for me because that's my spot. Um, in and outs good, but Shake Shack's my spot there. So I always okay. walk down there. Um, Ramsey's Burger Place in, in Planet Hollywood's pretty good. Um, okay. There's a few, few spots on the strip. Yeah, so there's a, uh, and again, it's been years, so how much it's turned over, I don't know. It was 2017 was the last time I went. Uh, my, I, I went once on a trip with my wife, my first wife. Uh, we, we went to a French steakhouse that was, it looked right across at, uh, the Bellagio fountains. 
Mm. Uh, Monami Gabi, I think was, or whatever, but it was French Steakhouse as part of Paris. That was awesome. That, that, that's a really, that's a really, really cool place. I'll tell you what's overrated. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Hoover Dam. Yes. Okay. On any, on any trip to Vegas, someone's going to be like, Hey, let's go to Hoover Dam. Nah. Overrated. Don't overrated. In my opinion, at least, uh, overrated. You also have to go to Old Vegas and check out Fremont Street, and you know it, it doesn't yes. get the run that the the Strip does. But you got to go, uh, you, you got to go check that out. Um, but yeah, my favorite place in Vegas, and it may be rebranded, the Arturo Fuente Cigar Shop. Uh, in the forums, in the forum shops, you could smoke in there. They make the world's greatest mojito, and. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I'll uh, I'll add that to the list. Now, one place Rod's going, I don't think you're going to like all that much, uh, or yeah. wouldn't be a fan of. He's going to Radio Row, and I saw you tweeting about it a uh, little bit. Um, you weren't on Radio Row when we were hooked up in L.A., and neither were we. We were in the hotel. Um, <laughs> yeah, where were you? You had a good set. Where were you broadcasting from that week? So, <laughs> I broadcast from Santa Monica. I broadcast from. Uh, there was this this setup on is it Third Street or Ninth Street? I can't remember. Uh, th- I think it was a Third Street Promenade, Santa Monica, and uh, we had a we had a setup next to an ice chest uh, right outside in Santa Monica. And the cool thing is, we were among the people. So th- the thing about Radio Row is, you know, you're you're not really among the people. I wanted to be outside and among the people, so I was. Yeah. Now we we didn't have access to some of the guests you get at Radio Row. I have broadcast from Radio Row before. Uh, I you know Indianapolis is only about maybe an hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes from where, where I'm sitting right now. So when the Super Bowl was there, we had a spot at Radio Row, and that was fun. And then um, we got an invitation to broadcast from Radio Row for the Super Bowl that was played in New Jersey. Radio Row was in a in a hotel in New York, and there are unique experiences. I'm not sure that the radio itself is great when i listen to a lot of those shows right i i don't know yeah you know uh they they bring in a guest that's not that important to your audience and they're going to come on and hawk a product at the end of it and so for us we had a hard time with it first of all the first time i went i, I didn't know really how it worked but i really only wanted guests that appealed to my audience and that was pretty limited so if they would bring by you know, I remember they're like, hey, we have former Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Mark Malone on behalf of like some insurance company. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I think we're okay. Don't need to talk to Mark Malone. And they're like, oh, we have uh, Walter Payton's son, Jared. And it's nice guy, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. When, when you're now, if you're like with a big outlet, if you're with the Rod Peterson show, if, if you're with, you know, one of the larger national shows, you get the A listers. We sort of got the non, we got the, uh, in New York, Kevin Costner was doing remote, uh, was doing radio hits, but he was on in New York and he was on in Boston and he was on, on all the national shows. And my producer went up to his publicist and was like, can we get Kevin Costner? And I, I think we ended up getting the, the key grip to the movie draft day on with us. <laughs> so it, it is sort of a, it's a bit of a sad place. A, a bunch of radio shows that are just desperate for guests. And a lot of guests who are just desperate for airtime so they can hawk their product. And so I've sort of labeled it the, the saddest place on earth. I did go to Radio Row in Los Angeles to record two interviews that I wanted to do for my show from next to an ice chest in Santa Monica. Uh, but, but I, you know, again, if you're going to go, if you're going to go and your team is in it, the Bengals were in it two years ago. If you're going to go and your local team is in it, I think you want to be out where fans are. If you're going to go just to go and do a show, uh, okay, but you know, again, are, are you are you are you out there because you're going to create really good radio shows, or are you out there because it's a free trip to to wherever the Super Bowl is? And I get the sense for a lot of radio shows, it's not so much about creating really really good radio shows. And and God knows I'm an expert on that. <laughs> well, you're gonna get you're gonna get guests, you're gonna get names on your show, but your show is probably gonna feel pretty random because these aren't guests you're getting on throughout the year. So it's a little different. I'm, I'm a big fan of like what Dan Patrick does and what we kind of tried to yeah. do in LA where we went out, had our own little setup. We knew people were going to be in the city, uh, people we knew that we didn't normally get but still had an association to the show and they would come to us and we could have a, 
an actual conversation and actually build the relationship and spend some time together, not a five-minute rotating in and out with a bunch of buzz and essentially a trade show going on in the background. Yeah, the the second time that we did it, we we kind of had an idea how it was going to work. And like our our operations uh, a little Spartan, so it was me and just one other person. Neither of us had, were Radio Row veterans. So the first time we did it from Indianapolis, uh, we had no idea really how it worked. The second go around, we we at least knew like Marvin Jones had played for the Bengals. I think he had just wrapped up his rookie season. We knew he was out there. We got time with him. Connor Barwin, you know, longtime NFL player, played at the University of Cincinnati. So we knew we were going to get him. We had reached out to Anthony Munoz, the, the, the Bengals legend. We knew he was going to be out there. So we at least had these. We knew going in, here are some people we are going to get. But And also, us being an ESPN affiliate that year, ESPN provided some people, which was, was pretty cool. So I thought that year we did a good show. The Indianapolis year, I, I will say this. It, it was the Patriots and Giants the second time they played. And where we were situated was right between a Boston radio station and a New York radio station. So they were getting all the A-list guests. And my producer at the time somehow cherry-picked Kate Upton. Uh, How about and that? so I, I sat at a table with Kate Upton, but we were in the Tell middle me you got a of photo. running. No, well, I, I, I do. I have no idea where it is. We were in the middle of running an interview that we had already recorded, and the board operator back in Cincinnati was not in the studio. So they're like, you have five minutes with Kate Upton. They couldn't find the producer. We never recorded the interview. So it was just me and Kate Upton, right? Kate Upton sitting there at a table, awkwardly just staring at each other and me not having any idea what to say. So that's my, maybe my fondest, but also worst radio row memory all rolled into one. That was your first experience speed dating. Wasn't on radio. You just had a five minute in and out. And you blew it. In and out. Me and Kate Upton, I literally said nothing to her. Like, I just, okay, is, is Randy back at the studio ready to hit record so I could talk to Kate? And then her manager very politely kind of whisked her away, and that was, that was my experience with, with Kate Upton. Before we let you go, I guess we could talk about the game just for a minute. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, who do you yeah, like? Football game. 49ers plus two, and uh, yeah. are you taking any prop bets throughout the week? The prop bet that I love most is for this game to go overtime because it's likely to be close. Uh, and overtime is like plus 1,600, depending on, on which book you use. So I love that prop. You know, there's a couple of obvious touchdown scores, but I, I think it's fun to go McCaffrey, two touchdowns or more. I think it's fun to go Kelsey, two touchdowns or more because there's a lot of value with guys that always find uh, the, the end zone. Um, but I like Kansas City to cover the number. I, I like him to win the game. I feel like. As good as San Francisco is, there's two things I can't get past. One is bad Brock put the 49ers down 17 points against Detroit. Bad Brock is worse than bad Pat. So now Brock was great in the second half against Detroit, but there's a little more of a variable there that I can't wrap my brain around as opposed to what I'm going to get from Patrick Mahomes, who has played poorly at times in Super Bowls. The other one is I feel like San Francisco's defense is trending in the wrong direction. And, and if you look at it from a, a metric standpoint over the second half of the season, as good as they are getting to the ball, uh, they were far better in the first half of the season than they were in the second half of the season. They haven't been great in the playoffs. They're here in large part because Detroit couldn't execute on the offensive end. And for a large stretch in that game, they were absolutely working San Francisco. Kansas City's offense played unevenly all, all season long, but in the playoffs, they've been much, much better. And their defense is very, very good. I like KC, but I think we're going to get a great game. And if we do, and it's really great, we go to overtime. My favorite prop bet hits. I love it. Mo, enjoy the week. Enjoy Super Bowl. And uh, good to catch up. So when he's, he's in, in Vegas doing the show, you're just sitting there hanging out? Is he going to bring you back yeah, some, some swag like that thing you're wearing right now? Yeah, well, I mean, I have to, obviously, I picked this up myself, but I'm hoping there's a little swag going to get dropped in the mail. Um, would be nice. at least at least a souvenir, maybe a foam finger, something. What I would say to Rod is Rod knows who Wally Pip is, right? Like, why can't it be the Darren Dupont show? Like, this is fine, right? Hell, you've given me more time to talk than Rod does. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Take care, Mo. All right, man. I'll see you. Thanks for having me, Mo Egger, ESPN Cincinnati. 
Um, always a treat. Got a break. And uh, Jim Lang on the way. We're going to talk some hockey, probably some more NFL, Super Bowl, and uh, a whole lot more. Uh, get your suggestions in on where Rod needs to hit in Vegas. Uh, we found out where the Golden Corral is. We'll uh, look that up when we come back, too. It's the RP Show here on Game Plus. Rod's Travel Day, Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and we're on the podcast, Apple and Spotify. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Telemiracle 5050 is live, so get your tickets now. The 5050 raffle started with a guaranteed jackpot of 50,000. It's pushing towards uh, over 65000 I believe. As it rolls, there he goes, over $66,000. Winner takes half. Get your tickets now at telemiracle5050.com. Lots going on today. I want to fire up the text line for a minute. Um, Bob writes in on the text line, says, uh, Mike McEwen will be in the Saskatchewan Hall of Fame if he wins the Briar, even though he's a Winnipeg boy. Yes, but he's got three good Saskatchewan curlers with him. Great story, Mike McEwen. Winning the Saskatchewan Tankard, representing the province at the Briar, coming up March 1st to 10th in Regina. Get your tickets now. Uh, Curling Canada, um, the Briar, the Montana's Briar coming up. And this week, the uh, Alberta. Oh, look at that. Live update on the 50-50. Squirrel, uh, $70,000 now as it rolls higher and higher. Um, okay, 50-50. Curling, uh, the Montana's Briar. Playdown's happening this week right now. In Manitoba, 32-team gauntlet of a bracketed draw. That's wild. Um, 32 teams in the Manitoba playdown. Saskatchewan at 12, two pools. Um, Alberta's is happening as well this week. So that is great. Bill Edwards writes in, says, AJ is a rider. Could be a game changer. Absolutely. Uh, Brad Cameron writes in. I guess say good morning or good afternoon to Brad. Um, I guess it's afternoon out there in Saskatchewan too. Um, hope you're doing well, Brad. He says, good morning, Darren. Enjoy your show immensely. Great job calling the Saskatchewan Scotties and Tankard. Enjoy those as well. So, uh, Brad in Saskatoon. Uh, Jeff writes in, says, uh, nothing too sad about the Oilers. They were down and out, and now look where they are. That's Jeff and Weber after the Oilers lost last night. Looking to be a little bit optimistic. Uh, Brian writes in on the text line. Uh, again, the text line, 902-518-3033. Um, the text line is for Sober Carpenter. Says, good morning, dupes. He's glad the streak is over. Uh, hope they lose 16 in a row now. Uh, LOL. Riders are very active. Mace must have finally woken O'Day up after two years of sleeping. I don't know that I want to be happy that the Oilers lost. Um, but something about that Penguins team still being a, a place in history I like. So uh, the early 90s, Pittsburgh Penguins at 17, they still stand as the winner. Uh, Phil writes in on this text line, uh, good day, good day. Thank God it's hump day with my Jets lost, but I did not expect uh, both Oliver and Sean. Um, so they're really excited in Winnipeg. Uh, that was Phil in Winnipeg. 
Um, Herb writes in on the text line, just a couple more we'll get to here. There's a lot. Unfortunately, we can't get to all the texts, but uh, he says, okay, Moose, two comments from yesterday. Uh, how do NHL coaches coach millionaires? And Corey Mace has a big following. Hopefully it helps Ryder Nation. Uh, so far, it has helped. And how do coaches uh, coach millionaires? Well, the same way that, you know, your boss uh, manages you. Um, I don't know that, that you're thinking about money when you're playing the game. I really don't. But uh, we'll pose that to Jim Lang, who joins us on the, uh, the video chat. Good, uh, good afternoon, Jim. How are you? Good, Moose. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, battling a little something, so uh, bear with me. But uh, Rod's traveling to the Super Bowl, and we're stuck here holding things down. But, you know, it will suffice. <laughs> we'll get through. It won't be so bad. Now, the, the, so the, the question, texter asks, how do you, how do you yeah. coach millionaires very carefully? Because coaching in the NHL is uh, different than it used to be. The coach is... A coach, it's a strategy, X's and O's, you're a psychologist, um, you're, you're trying to get maximum performance out of the players in the, the nicest way possible. And unfortunately for players who are making big money in guaranteed contracts, especially that second and third contract, if they decide they've had it with the coach, they're just going to call up an agent and say, like, this guy's not doing it anymore. And I, I just... That self-motivation that you see from certain players, like a Sidney Crosby, um, uh, like um, uh, Drew Doughty in L.A. is a good example. Coach, whatever the coach is, whatever the situation, they're going to motivate themselves. Some players, just you see it mid-season games. It's a business decision. They're only going to put so much effort and then decide to save it for the postseason. The old days of the Iron Mike Keenan squeezing blood from a stone every night from a player those kind of coaches don't really exist in the NHL anymore. If you look at the coaching tree around there and even older coaches like a Paul Maurice have had to adapt how they treat players and coach them because yeah, you are dealing with not just millionaires, but multi-millionaires making guaranteed money, five, seven, 10 plus million dollars a year. I know it is something we haven't seen. And honestly, it's not just in sports. It's in the workplace, employees, players, have more power than they ever have, have had more of a voice than they ever have, especially with social media. Um, it, is, it is very delicate, you know, when you look at how you manage people and how you coach people, which makes, you know, what Andy Reid's doing so much more impressive, what the good coaches, the way they're able to grow and adapt. I think the Andy Reid example is phenomenal. And don't forget, Andy Reid was part of the coaching staff for Mike Holmgren and the Green Bay Packers in the 90s when they won their Super Bowl and then you look at him now from his years in Philadelphia and now in Kansas City, how he is involved with the league and how he, he expects a certain level of excellence from the Chiefs. But if you look at the way he interacts with the team, deals with the players, jokes with the players, his little, little funny comments on first night about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and that, like he gets it. And the players, you, you hear them, it's sincere, it's genuine how they feel about Andy Reid as a coach and as a person. So, yeah, he's old and crusty and jokes about his cheeseburgers and his Hawaiian shirts, but he knows football. And there's no question that when it comes to game planning and calling a game, I don't think Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco and anyone in that Chiefs offense worry about Andy Reid. He knows what he's doing. Clearly, and he's found a way to communicate with his players. The coach, you know, that I question and, um, you know, want your opinion on is what do you see in that situation from a Sheldon Keefe? The Leafs in action tonight against the Dallas Stars coming off a loss uh, to the New York Islanders, uh, trying to piece something together now and, and, and create something going into trade deadline and into the playoffs. I, I think that's the, the $64,000 question in Toronto Moose is the Leafs are 11, 10, and 2 at home ice this year. I mean, that's barely passable. Um, you were just talking about the Oilers winning streak, but the, the Leafs would take an eight-game winning streak in a heartbeat. They need to string some wins together uh, just to, to quiet down the masses. And the the frustrating inconsistency to the Leafs is driving Leafs Nation media and fans to distraction because there's some nights you're like, they'll look at this team. They're going to go deep in the playoffs. And there's other nights you're like the lost to the Islanders where Sheldon Keefe was saying peewee defense. And he made a good point when, a guy hops out of the penalty box and he's wide open on a breakaway. 
that shouldn't happen in the NHL at this point of the season. And that's what he said. And he's right. But that's part of the problem with being a coach. You're, you, you're selling your vision. You're a salesman. Do they believe in you? I had a player once say for the coach he had was a veteran coach. They always knew that the voice behind them, their coach, always was going to say the right thing and make the right moves. No one doubted it. Nobody. And so I think that that's part of it for um, Sheldon Keefe is if he can put the Leafs on a winning streak and convince people that he's the guy, it'll quiet things down. But right now, the voices in Leafs Nation for who he is and what he's doing and how inconsistent such a talented and high-priced team is, it's deafening in the Toronto area. It is deafening. And I mean, that's why they're expecting some moves at the deadline that maybe Trey Living's going to make a deal, make a move, and that'll shake things up for the Leafs, and then Sheldon Keefe will have the team he needs. But there's there's something like there's some nights you you sit and watch the Leafs going, you know what? They're going to go to the conference final. There's other nights they're like they're not going to get out of the first round. I know, I see that all the time, and it's a little it's delicate because there's a one there's half the argument is okay as a coach, okay you're right, you know what needs to be done, you point out the peewee defense, he's right, but there's a difference between being right and having influence to be able to lead, right? Where everything you and, say, even if you're wrong, the players will buy in. And I just, it doesn't feel like we have a lot of buy-in at the moment. No, and I, and I look at what Rick Tockett's done in Vancouver. Sure, he has Thatcher Demko and you know, Quinn Hughes that helps, but I mean, Vancouver under Rick Tockett, they've been phenomenal this year. And everyone talks about what Canadian team is going to go furthest in the playoffs. I mean, I have a hard time not seeing Vancouver of all the Canadian teams going the deepest in the postseason. I love what Talkett has done with the Canucks. They're a good team, and that's a prime example of a, a, a the impact a coach can make in the right way on a team right now. I mean, everyone's talking about the Oilers. Well, the Canucks are eight zero and two in their last ten games, and they like every time you think, well, the Canucks are going to hit a skid, they keep finding ways to win it. So. You know, you get the right coach with the right team, something special can happen. We're definitely seeing it in Vancouver. We're talking. But for whatever reason, the marriage between the least players and Sheldon Keefe is, is rocky at best right now. Yeah, it's something worth watching for sure. Big step tonight. They play the Dallas Stars uh, to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. I know, you know, Rod's going to land in Vegas. Are you a Vegas guy? You know what? I, honestly, I, I was there in the late 1970s. My dad was in the Air Force, and we were moving, and we, we stopped there briefly. I've never really been to Vegas as we know it now. Uh, I think it's in the future. So I have no nothing to say about Vegas. I wouldn't know the place to go to Vegas if I fell over because I've never barely been. you got to come to Vegas with us, I guess. we got to go to Vegas. Uh, yeah, someday, yeah. Of course. But but it's one of those things, right? If you if you if you don't go, and then it's like, yeah, I'd like to go, and then you never really have a reason. Um, there's always you know another place you can go. I get it. But with this game, you know, try, or uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, 28 years old, his fourth Super Bowl already. They're making the comparisons to Tom Brady. Are you making those comparisons already? They're very different athletes and very different quarterbacks. Um, I understand because of the the frequency which Mahomes has gone to the Super Bowl, but they're different players. I think it's it's more of a to me, it's the Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, uh, the team itself and what they've done the last few years is phenomenal. And you know, for Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers, um, it's a monumental challenge. Your previous guest had, and he was right that Brock Purdy wasn't great. Those two playoff wins, he he did what he needed to do late in each game uh, to turn things around for the 49ers offense to get them into the Super Bowl. But don't forget, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons when they blew that 28-3 lead to the New England Patriots. You know that that's right. That's hanging over his head. He was, you know, Kyle Shanahan has a lot of pressure, a lot to prove, and he's going up against the master and Andy Reid and. Ultimately, it comes down to, if you look how even these teams are in a lot of positions, who's going to have the better quarterback at the end of the game to make the play you need to win the game? And I, I mean, I love a lot of what the 49ers do, their defense, their, you know, their running game, McCaffrey, this and that. But I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. And he's proven time and time again that he doesn't need a lot of time on the clock. He doesn't need a lot of space to make things happen. I mean, how many times... Are we going to see him throw a 10, 12, 15-yard pass 
to Travis Kelsey when he needs it, when everyone in the stadium knows that's where he's going, but they still somehow call the right play. Kelsey's open. Mahomes makes the play, and they keep moving the sticks, so they score a touchdown. And that's what I think is frustrating for opposition when they go against the Chiefs, that you think you have them defended. You think you have them stop, and Mahomes finds a way to, to gut you, to, to keep beating you. And I, I just can't vote against Mahomes in this kind of situation because his track record has shown that you know, ultimately, if he's got the ball in his hand, he's going to make a make something happen, make a play, and he's going to help the Chiefs win the game. I feel like that's where we're at now. Like, I'm trying to, you know, gather as much information as I can before I decide who I'm going to bet with. And, you know, coming yeah. in, I really thought, okay, San Francisco and Baltimore are the two best teams in the National Football League. Then there's a little bit of a gap. And then you get to Buffalo and Kansas City and some of these other teams, Detroit. but the way I look at what's happened, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs have, paid, have played 12 good quarters of playoff football. And yep. for the 49ers, they've trailed in both their games. They've struggled in the first half of both their games. They've, they've played four quarters out of eight. And yes, they've come well, from and behind, then, and they've played great in the second half. Um, but something, well, even he, though at the line just at two, I, I, I don't know what I can bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And Moose, here's the thing that concerns me if I'm a 49ers fan. They have given up a lot of yards on the ground in those two playoff games. Like The teams have run on them. And Andy Reid can see a film, and he can always get Isaiah Pacheco. And he's got a quarterback that can run as well. So it's going to be very interesting for Bosa and Fred Warner and that defense who historically has been really good, but also they're giving up a lot of yards on the ground, uh, what they're going to do in the run game. Steve Spagnolo is the X factor. He was the defensive coordinator for the Giants when they pull off the upset of Tom Brady and the Patriots at Super Bowl 42. He's been there, done that. He has turned this Chiefs defense around in the last few weeks of the season into the postseason. And this is going to be something I think that Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers offense have to contend with is what are they going to do against a sort of a revamped Chiefs defense with a, a wizard as a coordinator in Steve Spagnolo. I mean, this is where the chess game and the matchups, and at the end you go down like, what's the difference maker? It's Patrick Mahomes. And this is nothing against Brock Purdy. He's, he had a great year. He's, he's a good quarterback. Mr. Irrelevant or not, you know, he deserves to be there. But if I got to pick between Mahomes and Brock Purdy, I'm going Mahomes every day. Yeah. I think you have to. Jim, we're, we're out of time, but um... Looking forward to the Super Bowl, and I think you got me on the Chiefs' side. You've confirmed it. Um, enjoy the game on Sunday. Thanks, my friend. Take care. Jim Lang with us here on the program. Okay, we're going to slow things down after the break um, and get to some more of your messages and uh, digest what we've uh, had here over the last 90 minutes. Uh, RP Show continues. Uh, we're on YouTube Live, wherever you get your podcasts, but we're across the country every day on the Game Plus Television Network. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me, or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late. There's a good look at Florida. Uh, I don't see Rod in those photos, those live shots, because he's not there anymore. He might be in an airplane, nowhere near there. I don't even think he'd be flying over the top because he's on his way to Vegas. Should be landed, actually. I, I have, Clark, I have expected um, Rod to jump in here in this in this hour, too, um, from the strip or from the hotel or somewhere in Vegas. I don't think we're going to get him. But uh, I have expected a, a late cameo appearance from Rod on the show. Um, but anyways, 
here we are. Uh, we're going to slow things down, just you and me, for the next 15 minutes or 16 minutes. That 50-50 jackpot for Telemiracle is up over $70,000. So Telemiracle5050.com, get your tickets now. Ron Thompson writes in on the text line, 902-518-3033. Says, hey, Moose, how about those young-looking flames last night? The future looks bright. How about those flames? They were scrappy. Um, they played as a team. And as Nazem Kadri said last night, he said, a pack of hyenas can take down a lion. Uh, they beat the Boston Bruins 4-1. Um, Andre Kuzmenko scored in his Flames debut pretty early in. Was it two goals and an assist for Jonathan Huberto? Uh, he looked really, really good. That Flames team can make some noise. And, you know, maybe that's going to be their mantra. Maybe the Flames are going to be a pack of hyenas. Let's get the T-shirts made up. A pack of hyenas. The Calgary Flames last night. Uh, Natasha writes in on the text line, says, Moose, love seeing you fill in. Pretty sure I predicted you being needed last week. Um, I don't really know what that's about, but um, I appreciate you, Natasha, uh, checking in and on the support. Um, Al writes in on YouTube. Hey, Darren, are you covering live with the show from the Briar in Regina? Yes, likely. Um, the show will be in Regina at the Briar. Will I be there? Will Rod be there? We're working out the details, but I would love to be in Regina for the Briar. Um, curling was, was so much fun, although it would be really tough to be in the facility and not want to be calling the games. But, um, of course, that's Vic's job, and, and he's the best. He's, he's the best. Um, you can't be serious. Jeff, the Stamps fan, writing in on the YouTube line, says, Who is Kate Upton? Oh, no. He's not serious, right? Hot Kate Upton? Drink. Looked her up. SI swimsuit model. Yeah, um, that's the one, you know, Mo really dropped the ball on that one. Had an opportunity with Kate Upton. But, but you know, the words never came out. I don't know that I'd be much better in that situation, to be honest. Um, but away we go. Uh, some people writing in, Jeff, again, I think Kansas City wins, and this is not an exciting game. No, I think it's going to be a really exciting game. I really do. There are so many playmakers, um, especially the, the 49ers have some playmakers. They're a good football team. I think this is going to be a fun, fun Super Bowl. I really do. And it's going to be pretty tough to predict, but I just don't think you can bet against the Chiefs. I just don't think that's something we can do. Randy from the Pegs is 49ers 27, Chiefs 17. Um, that is crazy. And Jeff doubles down. He's serious. He had no idea who Kate Upton was. Okay, that's fine. Um, not a, you know, no judgment here. Um, I don't know every Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. I don't, I don't get the edition every year. Um, but I did know who Kate Upton was. Maybe because, you know, the sports context and all the rest. Um, let's take care of a little bit more housekeeping here. Um, the poll question today, the poll question is for Key Auto Group. Key Auto Group, driven by safety, experience, peace of mind with their competitive multi-point inspection. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. The poll question today, who is the early winner of the CFL's negotiation window? Your options, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the Edmonton Elks, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, or other. On the live chat on YouTube, the Elks with zero? Am I reading that right? Not a single vote? Okay. The Elks, uh, the latest, uh, locking up Javon Leak, the uh, all-star from the Argos, apparently signing with Edmonton. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders with A.J. Ouellette, Jameer Thurman, Jamarcus Hardrick, and others uh, coming into Saskatchewan. They lead right now with 54% of the vote. Hamilton Tiger Cats are signing uh, Jamal Peters of the uh, Argos. They're signing Brandon Barlow. Um, but Other has 33%, so that's second place. On the vote right now, you still have uh, time to vote, rodpeterson.com, or you can vote on Twitter or here on YouTube. Um, that is the poll question today. I'm wondering about that. If you, if you missed the podcast in hour one, I'd, I'd really recommend going back and listening to the conversation with Justin Dunk. We really got through all the CFL free agency. And this story that's come out from John Tavares and, uh, and the National Post, um, John Tavares fighting Canada Revenue Agency 
over an $8 million tax bill. It all stems back to when he signed with the Maple Leafs back in 2018, his $15.3 million signing bonus. And there's discrepancy as to what tax rate the bonus should be uh, paid out at. It should be taxed at. Um, typically, when, when he's taxed, it's uh, the CRA believes he should be taxed in that tax rate at 38%. But Tavares thinks it should be taxed his camp at 15%. It's, there's a lower tax rate um, in the tax code for what they call inducements. It's bonuses that are paid to athletes, actors, artists, or musicians. And it's the bonus that's taxed at a lower rate. Well, I believe Tavares' salary is something like $900,000 or a million bucks his base salary. And it was largely a bonus. This has a big spill-off effect um, over future players signing in Canada. And as we talked to Justin Dunk, uh, potentially in the Canadian Football League, if you start to see a future uh, battle for signing players between the CFL and the new uh, um, UFL, the combo between the USFL and the XFL. So that's a story we're following as well um, today. Yeah, we're going to take a one more time out here in just a moment. Get to some more of your questions on the YouTube chat. If you have any more texts, one more chance to get them in, 902-513-33. And load up the text line with recommendations on where Rod needs to go while in Vegas. Any restaurants, shops, your favorite casinos, where do you think Rod needs to go in Vegas? Load it up in the chat, and we'll pass them along to RP in the final segment. The RP Show continues. YouTube Live, Game Plus TV Network, and as always, on uh, Apple and Spotify. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Four minutes left in our show today. Appreciate you hanging with me. Looks like we're going to survive. The finish line's right there, but we're not going to celebrate too early. I need something. Give me a breaking news sound effect. Maybe it's the quick six show topic. Something. Rod Peterson is climbing the sphere in Vegas. Or at least that's been reported by our Twitter account. Um. I need a little more context here. If you can pull up the photo, heck, I don't know if we're allowed to, but if you can pull up that live feed, that would be even better. But find me something in these four minutes. Apparently, somebody in Vegas is climbing the sphere. I didn't know this was possible. I haven't been to Vegas in a number of years now. Probably the same time, uh, I was going to say that Mo has, 2017-ish. I don't know what's going on there. Someone's climbing it um, and, and just hanging out. And we haven't heard from Rod. So if A plus B equals C, um, but Rod should be in Vegas by now. Um, so I'll let you guys look and see what we can find on that. That's happening right now in Vegas. And uh, there's a live looking at it somewhere online. We got a photo. Okay. Let's see the photo. So you see the little white speck? You can see some legs and the arms there, right? Is that it? Or is it the white speck? What's the, is that a, a poster above it that looks like a person? Big sign. So it's not the sign. Guy looks like he's about to slip and fall. It's the white speck is a person on the sphere. This looks like satellite images of Mars is what it looks like I'm looking at. It's pretty grainy, um, but that's also a giant screen is the sphere in Vegas. I would put the sphere in Vegas as somewhere that Rod needs to check out. Um, we're checking in on that on the on the chat right now. Um, so let me just uh, Rod should check out 
Uh, there's a couple of locations in here, but uh, I'm just taking a peek. Rod, the sphere climber, and somebody says it's Bigfoot. Somebody else says it's fake. But either way, um, Rod's checking that out. I would say if I'm going to Vegas, Shake Shack is probably the uh, the first place I would go down by New York, New York, and uh, by the, the hockey rink where the Golden Knights play. Um, absolutely. Uh, Joe Booney checking in on the text line. Good afternoon. Uh, Kansas City winning this game, no doubt about it. Uh, you can't hate Taylor Swift. You just can't. Patrick Mahomes will prove once again he is the greatest quarterback of all time in today's era. A big statement. I think I think Patrick Mahomes needs the second career. Um, Tom Brady had two Hall of Fame careers, right? One in the early part of his career, one later. Um, and I think I've done the homework for Rod, so we can pass it along. Golden Corral. Rod's not doesn't have a vehicle. He said he's going to walk everywhere. So if he's going to Golden Corral, it's a three-hour walk or a 23-minute Uber ride, Golden Corral. We have found the Golden Corral, okay, and we've loaded him in there. But we've reached the last minute of play in today's show, last minute of play. We'll look at what's going on tonight in the National Hockey League, and we'll, we're going to quickly in 20 seconds play breakaway bets because there's only four games tonight. Dallas Stars, Toronto Maple Leafs. 7 o'clock tonight in Toronto, I'll take the Maple Leafs. Lightning at Rangers, I will take the New York Rangers. Jonathan Quick going to start. And the Chicago Blackhawks at home to the Minnesota Wild tonight in the National Hockey League. I will take the Minnesota Wild. So we got rid of that. Big thanks to Justin Dunk and Joey Alfieri joining us in hour one of the show, hour one of the podcast. And in this hour two, Mo Egger from ESPN Cincinnati and Jim Lang in the DTA. Big thanks for everybody for joining us. We're live from the Super Bowl on Thursday. Catch us. Rod will be there. Until then, thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow from Vegas. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) 